0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and happy Mother's Day to all the mamas out there that raised us up and made us into the men and women that we are today. Uh, with that being said, this is Ryan with the Rack Chat Podcast. My week was a uh, long, hard-working week, I can say that, a long week with a nine to five, had my first HVAC job, got it done. A lot of mowing, and then two nights at the winery, just back to back. So it was a pretty, uh, pretty eventful week. But enough about me, because no one cares about me. Because my co-host won't be the ones to introduce me. I'm always having to introduce them. It's like it's my podcast or something. But with that being said, welcome back, Mr. Tyler. How's it going, everyone? How is
1: it going? Ah, it's going. It's going. I'm
0: surprised you're not working tonight since you don't got the Chick-fil-A yeah, uh, no,
1: contract. We, we, we finished up with that Chick-fil-A contract, thankfully. My, I, my Sunday nights are back to being free and open.
0: There we go. Well, I'm going to take it that he's the one that you're hearing crickets from behind because he's sitting outside because I can see Tyler. He's inside. But everybody knows. Uh, this guy. <sighs> I'm sorry. You got
2: you got a, you got a <laughs> word here?
0: I don't <laughs> have a I don't have a word just because <laughs> I got like eighty words coming through my mind from the pre-show talk.
2: But uh, we'll, we'll leave that where it lies. I mean, we're
0: leaving that where it lies. Mr. Travis TRD Lawn Care Davis. What up, what up guys? Trav,
2: yes sorry
0: you um you had your week looked up In the past couple weeks you've been having some rough times yeah man it uh you know I, I don't i don't know what happened but
2: i, I might shut this door there's a frog out here man um yeah the week week turned out pretty good man work a lot of work uh but some you know new uh new clients some real high money clients that i'm real appreciative of you know and then the rest of the week was just a lot of fun
0: yeah you uh i told you in the pre-show that you know the storm brings a lot of growth and this week um i know for me and travis um i had my first hvac side gig job which was went amazingly well um, and then I picked up another HVAC side week side gig job for tomorrow. Hopefully it goes very smoothly and you know, more comes from it. And then Trav Snapchats me and tells me he lands two big contracts for his mowing business. So uh we haven't really talked to Ty. Any good any good news out of this
1: week? Oh uh, good news. Well I'm not working Chick-fil-A anymore. That was probably the best news. It's been your typical wake up, go to work, come home, go to the gym, go to sleep. It's old, same old lately. You same know, old, same old. It's summer, it's spring, well, almost summer, it's spring. It's it's asphalt season. All
0: right, well, that's asphalt season. I'm going to probably need my, my driveway done soon. So I'm going to got a side gig for you.
1: I'll, I'll pass on that one. I don't do residential. <laughs>
0: But, uh, before we get into the show, uh, go on to our socials at, uh, I think Truman's still running the Bible belt bow hunting on Facebook. Uh, I have no idea. We'll have to talk to him. Um, then the rack chat on TikTok. I was going to make one today, but I just got busy mowing and the family came over. Um, so hopefully we're going to get some more footage out next week. Uh, hopefully we can get out and shoot a little bit i think i may be going to a tournament next sunday i'm not sure trav give a shout out make some money uh yeah
2: it's uh travis with trd lawn care and more facebook you can find me at travis davis um instagram Civart underscore four two three i believe you know hit me up for all your lawn care landscaping needs
0: I don't know if we've said this but civ art is just travis backwards
2: but you know i've had that question a million times so yeah it's not original but it's people can't seem to figure it out so
0: well i just figured every time you say civ art somebody's just listening to our podcast like what is civ art it's just travis backwards
2: it, it's, it was from to be honest a group of friends i've had since i was 10 11. we all had nicknames that came from I think video game tags Back in the day Literally And it, that was just mine It was easy And then Bam It just kind of stuck Like I still have friends From Austin Like Sub up Art? I'm like What up You know And it's just how it is It's stuck
0: right. Ty You got any shout outs Or uh Social medias Just for followers Side gigs Whatever
1: Alright You can follow uh, Ty underscore Right here On Instagram uh, Any questions Anything like that Also gonna shout out once again, uh, veteran Christline need help. Uh, It's nine eight eight. Call them twenty four seven. They're there for you. Don't be afraid to reach out. Yes, sir.
0: Hi, I'm gonna hit a subject right quick. Um, Since you did very well with this last time you were on, May is mental health month.
1: Yes, sir, it is. Take it away. So look, you know, on the into a day, veterans, but it's not just veterans. You gotta, as a man, woman, whatever, you need help, call it out. Don't be afraid to ask. Don't belittle yourself or anything like that. If you need help, reach out to anyone, you know, call someone, don't keep it inside. Cause if you keep it inside, it's just gonna eat you alive and you know, I, I don't want to see no more friends, no more friends of friends, family members, anything like that take their life over not thinking they have anyone to back them. So at the end of the day, life does get better no matter how bad it might be at the time. It will get better and you just got to strive to that point. And that's, uh, it's a big thing you know mental health it, it comes in waves one day you might be fine the next day you might not be and that's okay you know there's resources out there you can call you can text you know you can email you know a- anything like that and just at the end of the day don't be afraid there's always someone that has your back
0: you got three guys right here that are willing to sit and listen be a shoulder to cry on be a be a ear to lend to you to listen scream yell shout whatever you got to do there's three of us right here and we just gave you our socials you know any, um go ahead, I've been,
2: any of us have been through rough times i mean we're we're, we're all you know mid late twenty here. you know it's we've all seen some things been through it you know if we can't relate to your exact situation then we'll find you someone who can I mean if we can't help in the given instance we'll put you in touch with someone who can for sure
0: and I mean if you don't want to cry and you just want to hang out I'm sure that one of us three can take your mind off of it by going to a gym and letting you pick up heavy weight and see how you feel afterwards Best thing. it's the best thing ever so yeah i mean you've got all of our socials um you you have ways to contact us um you basically know where all three of us live me and ty being in the bucks county pennsylvania area i will i like to say that because compared to where Trav lives, bucks county is like three or four times the normal city in your small towns and and Tennessee like we always talk about Chattanooga um, yeah Chattanooga would fit into Bucks County probably like four times that's how big Bucks County is so you don't know exactly where I live but you know I live area. in the Bucks County area so and then Trav is in the greater Chattanooga area um, so if you're nearby I'm sure you know and would be willing to meet up with you whether it be Chattanooga, Ottawa, College Collegedale, wherever. Um, but yeah, just getting out and talking and uh, finding peace within yourself because if you can't love yourself, you can't love anybody else. So, Ty, you missed last week. That's your fault. We're blaming you. It is my fault. But you were fishing. I was. First, uh, first trout fishing of the season. And how did it go? You sent me a picture of a fish, I'm not gonna
1: say it was a big fish, nah. you send
0: me a picture of a fish?
1: <laughs> the, one, the one I got and I sent a little picture to, eh, you know, I should have got a little closer with the fish to the, make it look a little bit bigger. It's all about the angles. It's all about the angles. Um no, nah, it was uh, it, it was a good trip. Uh, we went up to uh, Dew Shore up, up in uh, like upstate Pennsylvania. Uh, it was my little cousin's first time going out trout fishing. Uh, he's he's 11, so my uncle was like, you know what? I think he's old enough. We can get him out, you know, away from pretty much technology and all that, because there was really no service once we were out and about. How did he do deal with that? He, he actually handled it a lot better than I thought he would. Um, uh, He kept <laughs> entertained, say the least. You know, he probably fished like we, we were out each day. Um, probably about eight hours he probably fished for a solid two hours more than what we thought um, but then you know as a kid in the woods he was hitting trees with sticks, throwing the rocks in the water all that playing in the mud, falling in the mud not knowing how to walk across rocks um, seeing him in waders for the first time thinking just because you got waders on I mean, you can go in the deepest part of the water not realizing that water gets into the way uh, so it, it was a good trip um you know we we maxed out every day um and then at the last day he he asked because he's not a big seafood guy he, he looks at me goes you think you can teach me how to fillet a trout properly and cook it and i was like yeah buddy we can do that so i showed him how to you know go to fish take everything out fillet it properly Seasoned it and we cooked it and he, he didn't mind it he said um it's better than other fish he had but i was like look bud trout's one of the best best eating fish. I, don't, I don't care who you are trout sweet flavor like, you can barely put any seasoning on it and it tastes good yeah. um but yeah it was nice uh, i got out got a new uh, fly rod so i rigged that all up um tied a few new flies throughout the winter and i wanted to get that give that a little shot so it wasn't too bad and then you know they were hitting major on uh like worms and minnows this time my fly hit a couple times not not too many they were really digging the the live bait this year so i'm hoping to uh get out there some more this year and just do a lot more fishing this summer because last summer uh, i barely got out yeah Yeah,
0: I need to get out and do some more bass fishing
2: yeah were you doing a lot of like dry was it dry fly fishing because you know I I went way in the weeds on fly fishing for a few years there and that was the only thing I was obsessed with for a while but
1: no yeah well we did I did a lot of that uh, fly fishing I really just started fly fishing not too long ago I mean it's it's a technique it?
2: oh yeah <laughs> and it's, there, it's, it may,
1: it's there's not yeah
2: yeah there's so many different, I guess, techniques and different styles inside fly fishing. I think that's what kind of got me. Um, it made me think, like you were talking about, them hitting minnows and stuff like that. If you had any like small streamer style flies and stuff, man, they'd have probably eat them up.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. um I didn't, I didn't bring up all my flies because my uncle wasn't sure how the flies hit up there because he's he's never done fly fishing. So I was like, oh, I'll get a shot. So I just brought up like six, seven flies that I tied throughout the winter. And uh, we I went there with it. Uh, and uh, another cool experience from my, my cousin, we actually got up there when they were uh, stocking some of the, the parts of the river. So he actually was able to have a chance to uh, throw the bucket of trout in the water. And the first time he, he actually fell right on it. His- <laughs> and like three fish hopped out of the bucket, landed on him. He was uh, freaking out a little bit with that but it was a cool experience you know the the guys the locals up there that they asked if he wanted to and i was like oh man that's an experience of a lifetime so you know of course you know where he threw them and that's where he throws rod and you know he was picking them up like that i was like man that's the easy one you, you gotta come up, come down here with me he goes but i won't catch fish down there i was like ah all right buddy
0: so he's smart
1: oh yeah 100 yeah. <laughs> smart
0: I threw him right here. This is where he's
1: gonna be. Yep, and that's where he sat. And, man, he was having fun. So, you know, seeing the smile on his face—that's that, all that mattered. That, you know, the weekend could have been complete trash after that, but seeing the smile on his face after he got his first trout—that's a—that's a smile I'll never forget. You
0: know, that's for what sure. it's all about. That's what it, being in the woods is all about. It's like when my buddy Jason. I I love Jason. He's freaking amazing. Um, Seeing like when he killed that buck this year, I talked about it in the early early stages of of the podcast. When he killed that buck and I look back behind him because I could see him. We were probably about 20 yards, 30 yards away from each other. And I could literally see him shaking. And I'm like, i i couldn't take that type of torture i was like look let's get down let's go grab some breakfast and then he was like no no finish your hunt and i look over at him and i mean he is visibly buck fever shaking <laughs> like and i'm like nah, man let's just go down let's you've done hit him uh we haven't really got much action it's probably nine ten o'clock so we're, we're only going to be out there for a couple more hours anyways like let's go get some breakfast and then go get out of all of our hunting clothes because it was getting warm. And then let's go. Um, then we'll come back and find your buck in a couple hours. He's like, all right. But to see, like, his smile on his face when he, when he found it, like, and that being his first buck in, like, seven years, eight years, that was, like, it was amazing. And we're talking about a grown man here. So yeah. to see a kid... You know that excited to be out in the nature, and I'm sure Trav can relate to it with his daughter. To see well, that, man, it's it's an awesome feeling, and that's what we want to be able to share with yeah. people. Well, man,
2: I, I think I've said this on the podcast. Like the first actual fish this kid caught and reeled in was like a three pound largemouth, and it was it was in a pond. So you know it's not like on the river or anything. But I was. Please
0: tell me please tell me sit it on like a Barbie rod or something.
2: I swear, dude, on like a two foot long it was actually it was a um an Elsa frozen little Zepco rod and reel that's like two foot long. And, and like, here
0: you I, are with like an Abu Garcia baitcaster and like a freaking frog.
2: Yeah, we don't we don't use that Abu Abu Garcia junk, you know. I'm hear here. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey,
0: hey, hey, <laughs> knock yeah. it off.
1: Look <laughs> Yeah. No. that three pound bass that you know that's ryan's max right there that's yeah bass.
0: <laughs> hey so knock you know what i will cancel this podcast <laughs> right now <laughs>
2: he's gonna knock both of us out and talk the rest of the time by himself but no man she <laughs> it. she uh, i threw it out for her because she was she was three and she could kind of throw it kind of couldn't so i throw it out and, like i was like here and she starts reeling all of a sudden like she kind of jerked and i was like i seen it it started pulling drag and like i yanked the tip of it i was like real 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 and like it gets to the bank and i'm like oh god it was one my uncle had caught a few weeks before that on the somewhere and put in there and i was like oh like i'm I'll, like i jumped in like knee deep to make sure it didn't come loose and like lift it and pulled it up there like i have it on video now i still have it and she's just excited. you're gonna have to send
0: that to me so i can uh put that on the TikTok. Yeah.
2: i need to she caught one while back, and it was just like she she'll hold it. Sometimes she'll hold them. Sometimes she won't. She's like, "Yeah, I don't even want it. Like just just put it back. That's a little one." I'm like, oh, "Okay,
0: <laughs> okay. But, oh, oh, okay.
2: Yeah, yeah it's like sorry, oh, I
0: forgot we we missed the you know the Bass yeah. Pro Shop tournament this year.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, but she's still like the other day, man. We were here and we were doing something. She's like, "Can we just go fishing?" I'm like, "Yes, yes, we can. <laughs> <Yeah>. like
0: <laughs> that's awesome." That, that that makes me happy. Yeah.
2: She wanted to shoot her bow. I sent you that picture, you know, where I was shooting mine, and she wanted to shoot a couple times, and then she's like, okay, I'm done. But, you know, I mean, she's five, and it's a little cheap bow that doesn't shoot very well, but also wasn't going to go buy her no few hundred dollar bow at her age when she couldn't even pull it back yet. Yeah,
0: go buy, like, a... What are they? A Matthews, like, Mission Craze.
2: No, it's... They have... Uh, is it Matthew's Genesis where they use like the little 3D tournament things that like they're low, low poundage, but they're kind of long. I probably will like next year. This was, I got it for her last year, her birthday. She wanted it. She picked it out. It's a little, it's actually a PSE, but it's like a, looks like a re or looks like a compound, but it's not. It's it's like the kid's bow. I mean, it will shoot. and it'll stick the target, but it's not, not very great.
0: Yeah. That's why I said like um, Brit's got a, a Matthew's mission craze. And I was reading up on him because, uh, my you know, obviously, Jason, I call him Jay. So I kind of kind of give him a shout out. And if you're looking for an electrician in the Bucks County area, Beer Electric, I'm actually wearing his hoodie right now. Beer Electric, B-E-E-R, electric. Um, but his kids are getting into um, shooting bows. Like whenever we go over, like whenever I go over to his house with my bow, they want to shoot theirs. So I was kind of like doing a little bit of research for him. And like that Matthew's mission, the craze, I think the draw weight goes down to like 13 pounds. Yeah. When then it has a good, it has a good uh, like uh, let off for them to hold, you know? So that's why I kind of like, I push the craze for the, for the kids and stuff like that. And so I I think those are good bows. And they can grow into them because they go up to like, 60 pounds or something like that i was gonna say
1: it's probably like 50 pounds to go up to you.
0: yeah so it's, like, it's enough to kill a deer like penetrate yeah. a deer but like it they can grow into them and it'll be a bow they can use for a while until they get to where we were at we're like uh matthew's phase four? yeah we'll take one
2: yeah <laughs> my first bow was this like it was a psc like cheaper walmart like kids boat Remember, I started shooting it, my dad's like, this thing's janky. He's like, we're going to get you a bow. And he took me and bought a Parker, and it was not a kid's bow. Like, I'm, like, 12, 13 years old, and this dude's, like, cranked it to where he could get it. Like, it's the shortest draw on this thing he'd get, and it was still, like, too long. But, I mean, it. I could shoot. Dad's like, yep, that's, that's, that's 55 pounds. You're going to learn to pull it back or not. And I'm like, okay, you know, like, here we go. Dude,
0: Parker's were the stuff. They back were When heavy. I, when I yep. got back in, whenever I got into hunting, Matthews was cool and all. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But like Parker and PSE, yep. and there's another one. Starts with a D. I can't remember it. Diamond. No, not diamond. Oh, I had a diamond. Um, diamonds were a good thing back then. But then like Matthews started messing with like the cams and stuff like that. <laughs> and it all came about like the let off
2: yep. was the thing to have that parker was heavy and a little bit loud but man like it it would shoot like you knew it's going to shoot and i seen a picture the other day a guy rigged up i don't remember if it was um some bow shop i follow they put the old school like dampeners on the strings and stuff like those old like big round ones and stuff you used to see back you yep. on them they rigged it up like a brand new bow with them on it and it was some older guy getting it who just wanted them on there and they rigged it up. And I was like, "That's rad." I honestly forgot about having those on my boat back in the day. But uh, what? Uh, we got some topics here, and one of them being is deer hunting at night becoming a thing.
0: Oh yeah, the arc, the arc in Arkansas. Mm hmm. Um, something about controlling the CWD. Um. It's us leaving my mind. I'm sorry, I can't speak tonight. CWD disease crisis or something like that. I guess they got it pretty bad down there.
2: And I hadn't heard too much about their deer population and how it's affecting them. I know some other states are, and there's there's some here in East Tennessee, a buddy of mine's property. He hunts, and we turkey hunt a little bit. Like I touched on last week, he, had, he found one in turkey season a couple of years ago. A good eight point, and it was just shortly... You know a few yards off of a pond we found the whole carcass and the horns and everything off of it and the antlers and i was like yeah, i was i
0: was about uh, to say when the
2: when did deer start growing Ant, horns Antlers. sorry my bad say <laughs> one thing and whole they're getting crucified <laughs> but, uh, <yeah. laughs> not i don't know i've seen a few deer that you know must have never really matured but made it a few years and had like it was a tall spike
0: oh spikezilla did y'all ever hear about that yeah there's a good there's a dude on TikTok. i don't know Uh, tyler did you hear about it
1: yeah i I actually think it came across my timeline a couple of times
0: that dude that had that like that spikezilla had like a two foot just two foot antlers (laughs) straight up and then i remember watching the video well he had the opportunity and he told himself he was going to do it and then like he went out hunting and got a phone call from one of his neighbors and they said one of the kids shot it. And then like he asked if he could go see it. And they told him no. I was like it wasn't like he was gonna take pictures with it and count it as his own, but like I guess the family said no. He wasn't allowed to come over there and see it. So I was like, that that kinda gives me the vibe of like it was either an illegal shot or he shot it with a rifle during Bow
1: season. It, or
0: it, something.
1: I mean something, you know, remarkable like that, rare like that. But what I would want to be like, hey, come look at it. Like this is this is something that you don't see often. Like bring yeah. out, bring the whole town with you. So, yeah.
0: So, so yes yeah, yeah. go ahead, Shadow, I'm sorry.
2: Dude, there was somebody a couple of years ago, I don't remember if it was in Bradley or Hamilton County, killed one that was like the perfect four on the left side and then just a spike on the other side just up and it curved to the right at the top or something like just a funny looking deer like the whole left side looks like perfect like it would have made like a perfect eight point the other side just one sticking straight up and like turned out at the end I'm like they were just like yeah it was just a cold deer I'm like man that thing is like honestly I would probably like to kill that if I'm sitting there and seeing it I'm like yeah that's weird I'm gonna shoot it especially if I can tell it's a little bit of an older deer and you don't want those genetics to be spread around anymore
1: oh yeah Oh, I'd say, uh, my one of my stepdad's friends, he uh, he shot a nice, it was a nice eight-pointer. Um, that on the left side, it it had a about a fourteen-inch drop uh, antler. Drop time? Oh yeah, uh, look, that thing was so dang cool. It it had the perfect rack, and then you just had fourteen inches of. I was like, man, I want something like that. Like you, you don't see that often.
0: Nah. But like, going back to the topic of hunting at night, where, then this is, me and Trav talked about this before Tyler was ready to go. Where do you draw that line of ethics? Are you allowing thermal imaging? Are you allowing night vision? Are you allowing spotlights? Where do you draw that line? Because essentially that's all hunting.
1: Excuse me. I mean, if it was me, I don't think I'd allow spotlighting, just because that's that's too. Easy. Yeah. I mean, I know just driving around, you know, almost two season, and you're looking at the field, seeing where everything's at. You shine a, you know, a nice spotlight on them. They're frozen. That's they're they're not moving an inch. So I think I would draw the line at like spotlighting. But if you if you got the capability to have thermal or night vision, I say go for it. Especially if it's it's, it's a weird line. Like if they're doing it to stop the spread of that disease, I'm all for it. But if you're just going out there, like if you're gonna do that for nighttime hunting, have your own season within the season. Like you can only go out during dark for two weeks in this span of time not like an every night thing because then it, it's just gonna cause mayhem um but if you and then I, I also believe too you should have to register to be able to go out there during and shoot something with the with any type of disease like that like, i don't think anyone should just be able to go out because you can be like oh you know it had the disease, quote, quote. I think, it like, you got to be registered, and then you got to, as soon as it's dropped, you got to prove that it had X, Y, and Z and actually submit it, you know, not just say, oh, yeah, I got this deer. It, 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 it was disease. Because I, I feel like any anyone would take advantage of that and go out there, and yeah. you know, shoot anything they had the Will Parrot shoot.
0: they're going to jump all over it all day. That's
1: crazy, because we're talking about Arkansas.
0: Where our CWD zone is, I say our, uh, in Tennessee, where the CWD zone is, is like Memphis area. And where does Arkansas border Tennessee? Right right there at Memphis. Well, Um, I don't
2: think the majority of Arkansas's like bigger deer populations aren't. I mean, I, yeah, I guess they. Some, some of them are, but but I feel like it's got the bigger deer there in Arkansas. Now you get into like like guard of course, is like the it's like the duck hunting capital. But you get down in those like bottomlands and those um, like biomes and stuff like that. There's still good deer back in there. You know, it's just flooded timber. And there's still plenty of you know dry land too and i've heard there's a lot of guys talk about there being good deer back in there and you got the farmland where like these deer are eating nothing but crops the whole year so
0: but where like with the night hunting where are you going to draw that line of when the um the game wardens are getting phone calls that gunshots keep going off in the middle of the night
2: Yes, yeah, see and that's where it's like
0: that's a that's weird... another big problem
2: yeah, Because how many people, as he just said, like, are going to be like, oh, well, you can't prove I spotlighted it, you know, if he does have, like, some, you know, other means of doing it. But then it's like, who says that he's not just throwing a spotlight up?
1: It's a, it's a tough situation. Like, yeah, it can go either way. Like, I can see yeah. what you're doing. But at the same time, I'm going to be that, that guy that's kind of against it also.
2: Yeah, I'm not. I don't. I'm not, I don't know if I'm completely for it. Like, I mean, yes, it's in a sense when you first hear that, it's like, oh, that sounds cool, and then like the more you think about it, it's like there's going to be more. I feel there's going to be more bad come from it than good. Now, I mean, I get trying to help the spread of that, trying to you know the conservation side, but then it's like, how are you going to manage this? Like, what? well, how about just
0: making the season longer instead yeah. of saying, hey, let's 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 uh, do hunting at night rather than, let's start it in a month earlier and end it a month later. That gives you two extra months on the, well, one on the front, one on the back side, and then hand out, you know, you really want to do conservation, hand out. So like, I'm gonna use, I'm gonna use PA because I know their rules hundred percent. You get three doe tags or as many as you want as long as you apply for them. Uh, but con- I'd get three um, and a buck tag. How about not handing out like uh, two CWD tags, three doe tags, and a buck tag along, you know, along with, well, you know, the CWD tags along with your normal tags that you're already getting. Why don't you hand those out and then give us two extra months? Or give us an extra month and say CWD only
1: i think the cwd only on the front end would probably i would be more beneficial you know just during those months that one month in in the front end you know before everything gets settled down you know rut really starts and all that go out there get the couple cwd tags and all that and only do that because that you know go back to normal way season starts here season ends here go on as is you know don't you don't have to worry about x y and z because the cwd tags was the month prior so it's like i mean but then, then again it's it's all it's always going to be a you know oh I, I thought it had it it looked like that
0: yeah you're going to shoot a what one and a half, two and a half year old malnourished buck that's not getting the food that it needs because the bigger bucks are pushing them away, mm-hmm. and then you're gonna be like, "Oh, that, that deer's got CWD." Boom. Oh well, no, that it didn't have CWD. It's just the bigger bucks are pushing it away because they want to keep the food to themselves.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a fine line. I'm curious just what they end up doing.
0: They, sh- the only way I think they could get around doing it is like Tr- Truman's talked about the CWD zone in Tennessee. I know in 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 Pennsylvania, I don't think we have a CWD.
1: I know there's CWD watch zones. There's watch zones more like Western PA, but I don't know if there's exactly a CWD zone. Um, I know
0: there... Like, they're, in Tennessee, they're, they're advised to not eat any animal that comes out of that
1: zone. Yeah. I know there was a couple cases of it, but after they did more research into it, it didn't spread. It didn't. It was just like a, a funk in the system. Yeah. Like, they were like, just watch out for this area. There has been cases proven here, but not enough to be like, to put out a huge zone for it, saying don't eat deer from this area. So what about
0: maybe having like a start of an earlier season in that area for anybody who wants to come travel that way? Now you're going to be talking about your game lands are gonna be overpopulated.
1: Now, I also think it should, like, if you're with that, if you're within that zone, you're the only ones that are allowed to hunt it. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of
2: where I'm at, you don't, it's like a, like an attraction for people to do, because, I mean, Arkansas already is, like, a travel destination for outdoors. You've got the White River that is, like, world-renowned trout fishing, you know, the Ozarks people like to go in the same kind of area there. And then you've got. No, after um, watching the Ozarks, I ain't going there. You you go got, ahead. Yeah, but then you've got like. Um, Stuttgart, Arkansas is considered like the duck capital of the world or duck capital of the South, especially. You know. If you, and, ask, if you
0: ask any duck hunter from Tennessee, Stuttgart ain't got no ducks. Well,
2: you know, <laughs> I've yet to be in Stuttgart. I've been in other parts of the state and. I don't think ducks even fly anymore. I think they're, you know, made up I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Hey man. Trav,
0: you can go to Tractor Supply and buy like 12 for like 50 bucks, man, chill out.
2: Listen,
0: I had a I had a guy I used to hunt with and he was not a duck
2: hunter, he was a deer hunter. like liked to duck hunt a little bit, but he's like, man, he's like, why don't we, why don't we go get a couple of these like baby ducks and raise them, he's like, then we just put them here and they'll be like live decoys and I'm like, you know, I'm not really paying any much attention. Like he said it again after we got done hunting. I'm like, yeah, that's that's highly illegal. I'm like, that's like live decoy baiting. I'm like, you,
0: you can't do that. He's like, really? I'm like, no, but no, you, no, you can't. Like,
2: it's, it's bad.
0: No, Trav, you were thinking oh, that's a great idea, and then you looked it up when you got right. home. You're like, oh, no, I've never mind, illegal.
2: No, I wasn't because I knew I had literally heard some heard of someone doing that once on the river and getting hammered for it, but. A live duck decoy? It's like yeah, some I forget what the law is now. I think they consider it like live baiting or something like that. And there's some states like (laughs) Arkansas has took out motion decoys, like especially on, on on any public land in Arkansas, you're not not allowed to use motion decoys, like like Mojo's and Ripplers and stuff like that, or like the, there's a system now, like one of these little ducks that'll, you put it on a battery thing and it's anchored in, it swims around like in a pattern. Um, I think on any public land in Arkansas, the only the only motion you're allowed to have is like a jerk rig, like the old rope tied to it, and some dude pulling the rope, making it look like the duck's moving, and putting movement in it. But, and I kind of get that because, I mean, you're those, those birds get really educated, And any birds that fly down in that area have already been shot at from Canada there. So they've seen everything already. And I forget what all states have, you know, made it illegal to use motion on public lands. I think one state did away with it completely. I can't remember which one it was. But but yeah, I don't know about the the hunting at night thing, man. I think if they were gonna do it, like he said, you know, make it to where, you know, it's only that those people in that area and not have anybody from somewhere else coming in there making it more of an attraction thing than just a conservation aspect
0: well when you get into it you're gonna have i'll put it this way like we're we're blessed Mm -hmm. us three with you know our jobs and stuff like that but i don't think we're blessed enough to go out and buy uh, thermals and thermal scopes and high, like uh, like night vision. And as you are, that's great. That's awesome. You know, I'm, I'm just making an assumption off the base of us three right here because that's like what? You, you work, uh, Ty, you worked at uh, Sportsman's. Like, how much does a night vision scope
1: cost? No, I mean, it, it ranges, man. I mean, you're spending like a decent, like 1200 bucks, And that's, that, uh, you get into thermal you know you can spend upwards five hundred dollars for a decent thermal scope uh you know it just depends on preference at that point but at the same time they're and they're not really like incredibly like you know i didn't see any come through i think we had one the, the time i was working there we had one in, in the shop and it sat there people were looking at it but they were like the price on it was like 2500 bucks and they were like Man, I just can't pull the trigger on a twenty five hundred dollars scope that I'm gonna use two times, three times. Yeah. So, it's like
0: it's. It also goes along the lines with um, like those Gerber, or not, not Gerber. Um, can't think of the brand right now. Garmin, Garmin. Sorry. The uh, the, the one pin Garmin's that have like the for your bows the sites that have a built-in yardage detector and then your sight it uh, adjusts to it so you sight your bow in at like I'm gonna say 20 40 and 60 and then it a it adjusts your dot based off the yardage it reads on the deer you look at those sites man they're freaking thirteen fourteen hundred dollars. They're more than your entire bow. Like, what's the point in that? Get a one sight and a or get a one dot. Well, one pin and get a good rangefinder.
1: Range your trees. That's all you need, honestly. Like, I mean, majority of my scopes on all my, my, my rifles, my ars you know and all that they're they're your average they're nothing crazy i got i got one good and that's when i was doing long range shooting but that right there you know i saved up for a few months for that because that scope itself was like two grand and um but other than that like i see people go out there you know they buy the best the best out there just for no reason um And it really doesn't, doesn't do much for you, you know, like a a nice scope is nice, but at the same time, there's, I call them pretty much like your pretty boy hunters, you know, they just go out there, you know, they, oh, I bought, I bought this Christensen's. I bought the nice Leopold and all this, just to miss a shot. Like, (laughs) I've seen it too many times.
0: And there goes like 16 of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, I playing complaining because I do have a Christmas inside. So I don't. I'm not a fan of Leopold personally. Um,
0: so, I, how you pronounce it, Leopold? Leopold. Uh, I've always thought of was like loophole.
1: Leopold loophole. I don't. You know,
0: pothole. Who, who
1: cares? The one that starts with the nail. Oh,
2: potato potato. Potato. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I'm a I'm a vortex guy, through and through. Both, all, all of my sites are vortex
0: but like going back to the, when you when you get into that topic it's gonna be like I can't afford a freaking $2,500 thermal imaging scope oh. so the, what's my next resort? Spotlight Spotlight so yeah I'm not uh, I'm not a fan of the night hunting give me give me two extra months in a CWD zone or allow me to go hunt a CWD zone, give me a tag for it, an extra tag to drive out there and hit a game land. Yeah, I'll do that, but I'm not going to go hunting at night. I think it's cool. I used to run my dog on coons, but that was a different
1: story. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole different story. I mean, not, you know, it's a fun time. You know, I used to do it with cop, um, wild boar and boom but that's a whole different you know kind of hunting. you know that, that's not you know you're not really gonna go out and eat a coyote <laughs> like, no. like i mean that's just you know predator you know
0: predator control that's a nuisance animal yeah you don't even need
1: a tag here to kill one of them You don't need a tag. I know there's there's a weird rule in PA when it comes to coyotes. You don't need a tag, depending on where you're at.
0: You don't need a tag to kill them, or I believe you don't need a tag to kill foxes either. You need a tag to trap them and fur take them.
1: That's what it was. But you
0: you don't because I was out on the farm hunting one time and there was coyotes walking through. And I thought about shooting one, but I was like, oh, I don't really know the rule. And I talked to the farmer about it. And he was like, no, you don't need to tag. He's like, take them. They, they tear my ground up. Mm-hmm. Was, all right. So and I said, if I ever see them again, I'll take them. Never seen them again. And that was the beginning of the season. Didn't see them all season. Yeah, they
1: they just really started coming back in the area. Like where I'm at, I hear them every now and then. Not too often, but a lot more than I used to. And I'm, I'm, I'm waiting am waiting. I could probably walk outside right now and sit there
2: for five minutes and hear a pack within, you know, a mile distance. I mean, they're everywhere out here.
0: But was, I've got- go you
2: know, I've got a guy I work with that. He, he That's the only thing he hunts anymore, is coyotes. Like, he's eat up with it. he's got people calling him like, hey, you wanna come to this property and try to kill some? And then I know another
0: dude I work with who's,
2: he's got into trapping. He's gotten a couple so far.
0: So, we're talking about coyotes. Would y'all go wolf hunting?
1: Oh, 100%. Oh, I would. Yeah, I would do it.
0: Not a bear, but a wolf all day.
2: What is, what's the, I mean, you're, it's, I think I would rather take my chances with a bear than a
0: wolf. Well, I, you know, no. That's all I'm going to say, no. Ty, would you go bear hunting? I've been bear hunting. Well, aren't you just freaking cool? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not going to bear. I, I don't know what it is, man. It's just like I don't know if I've seen too many movies or if I've seen too many uh, videos where they've shot a bear and it does nothing to them. We
2: we've done we've done establish what it is. You don't have to say it. You watched you know too many Disney movies as a child and you have a connection to like, listen, to being listen. A bear and you just want to pet it.
0: Listen, when I was younger, my favorite movie was The Country Bears. <laughs> so okay.
2: You, you can't one. You, can't, you, know, you, couldn't, you, you would I couldn't. I couldn't.
0: I couldn't. I can't. It's the country bears, man. It's basically, I would basically be killing one of the members of Alabama is what it would be like, but furry. Because if you've ever watched the country bears, they were basically just the bear version of Alabama.
1: Uh, it's true, but I got no problem, you know, putting a, a round right through a bear. Have a nice bear rug, bear mount. Oh, man, that, that's the dream.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't want to. No, I, I couldn't do it. Just because. No, I'm just kidding. I, I mean, give me, like, put me in a situation where I had to kill a bear. Yeah. But am I going to walk into the woods to put myself into a situation where I'm on this ridge, this bear is 200 yards away, and I shoot it, and it's like, <laughs> that tickled. Now it's time to kill you no
1: nah, that's why you always carry a style on Worthy T so when it starts charging you just lit
0: yeah and you can dump all you want into it but you ever seen Cocaine Bear
1: oh my goodness
0: <laughs> 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 it'll be Adrenaline Bear next
1: oh man
0: good I want to know how that movie did in the box office I, I there's no way that that movie did any I, if it did I, applause I'm going to look that up
2: it's a train and um, cannot stop watching
0: it's a what it's
2: a train wreck of a movie that you cannot stop watching I mean it's hilarious but I mean it's just it's a train wreck
0: I'm looking it up right now there's no way that movie did any count at all I think you'd be surprised yeah internationally the much buzzed film grossed 3.1 million resulting in a International total of 10.7 million. The film's budget was 30 to 35 million.
2: Okay, yeah, they lost money.
0: They definitely lost money. Saw a 40% drop while it faced a 53% drop domestically. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that movie was crap. They tried. They tried their hardest. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, when you. When you name a movie Cocaine Bear, it kind of gives away the plot. So, yeah, that's not good. <laughs> but, anyways, I, I would not want to go into the woods I don't know.
2: You'd ask him Maybe. what you asked
0: last week about the hunt.
2: The hunt? Ooh, the snake hunt, the anaconda.
0: Oh yeah, would you go down to Florida in the Everglades and? Yep.
1: Uh, yeah, so when I was in the military, here we go. Yeah, uh, my uh, my buddy actually lived down in Florida, and we would go down there sometimes, and we would we would go hunt python. Hey, it's a good easy easy way to make a quick hundred bucks.
0: Yeah, dude. For like, I think it's I think it's like a hundred for every foot over ten.
1: Yeah, so it's a hundred it's like 25 bucks per snake and then i think it's eight foot actually every every foot after eight is like 50 bucks if it's over 10 foot they give you 100 bucks and we were there was no limit so you go down there for a weekend we'd walk away with a couple thousand dollars
0: dead or alive both okay so you don't have to bring them in alive. no Yeah, all right, so let me re-reiterate my question. Would you jump on a live python?
1: I've done it. It ain't that good. No. Aren't
0: you so cool?
1: Look, man, sometimes you just got to get in there. No, you don't. Oh, well, python ain't. Look, a python's like a puppy in the State kingdom. <laughs> they They ain't bad at all. <laughs> Well, like a, uh,
0: that's gonna be the wrap up for RakChat uh, podcast because we have a co-host that is a straight idiot. <laughs> Look, I don't think you're an idiot. Like,
2: I mean, I think you got a set of stones on you though. That are
1: yeah, uh, Look, geez- man, <laughs> snakes aren't nothing. I, you know, talking about snakes. It's funny you brought this up. We were doing a uh, a job. I was helping out on a driveway uh, rip up, re, uh, repave, and all that. And there was a little garter snake, and I've seen grown men in tears almost. It's- well, that's a
0: gardener snake. We're from the South. We picked those up with our bare hands. We're talking about 10-foot, 200, 300-pound python.
1: Yeah, man, that ain't nothing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Look. Oh, no. if huh. you jumping on a 10-foot python?
2: Uh, uh, I... Uh, I don't, I'd have to have a lot of liquid courage to do that. You (laughs) ever
0: seen the movie Anaconda? Okay, that's a different story now. That, dude, that movie put the fear of, like, snakes in my body.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm ah, snake. I mean, now, you talk about Anacondas. That's a whole, whole new animal. I'm not even coming 20 foot from Anaconda. I'm running the other way, cause that's a dang twenty foot snake all day, every day.
0: Well, that movie, dude, they did so good with like the CGI and stuff like that, cause for in its day,
1: the day time being, that was honestly a.
0: Great like to have, cause I remember the one, the one scene. I believe it was Anaconda Two. The guy gets bit on the foot by that spider, and that spider is known to like paralyze you, and the dude backstabbed his friend and put the spider in his boot because you always gotta have a villain. Puts a spider in his boot and the, the spider bites him and then it crawls out and he's paralyzed. They had that snake come down from the rafters of that gazebo and look that dude dead in the face and just look at him like, yeah, you're, j- you're effed. You're <laughs> effed. And it's just, boom, they hit him. That right there made me think like, Anacondas are going to be a much bigger problem in my future than I think. (laughs) It's kind of like when we're a kid in elementary school where they're teaching us about quicksand and stop, drop, and roll. We thought we were going to be on fire a lot more in our adult life, or we were going to encounter quicksand a lot more in our adult life. We needed to know these things. So when I seen that movie when I was a kid, dude, I was just like, yeah. Yeah. Anacondas are gonna be a problem. Not knowing that I live in southeastern Tennessee, and there's no way an anaconda is gonna be, you know, where I live. And then like I'm like, yeah, this is gonna be a problem. Like we're overran with anacondas. But yeah, no. I'm not jumping on a python. I'm not jumping on an anaconda. I'm not. No. He's not bare. I'm not bear hunting not you even like
2: a, not even black bear I, I'm gonna kill a black bear
0: not even a black what are you talking about not even a black bear trap it's no. a bear it's, it doesn't it, matter if it doesn't say teddy in front of it I'm not doing it man they're not even
2: I mean they're more scared of you than you are of them most. I, no
0: no I guarantee you that black bear is not scared of me as more than I'm scared of it I'm sorry.
1: All right, so it looks like Brian ain't going to be joining us on our bear hunt that we, you know, constructed. I'll
0: sit back at the house, and I'll have the phone ready with the DNR and search and rescue <laughs> when y'all call. Look, okay? no, we're just, I'm not doing it. We're just going to tell you we
2: drew, like, an elk tag or something, and you're coming kind of for all of us, and we're going to drag you out there in grizzly country. And, and you know, whenever
0: I pull up with a freaking bow... And I'm thinking this is going to do the job. And the next thing I know, I've got a freaking grizzly running at me. You know what? The last thing I'm going to say is, I told you know, so. I told you so. And tell, tell my fiance, whatever happens, fiance, wife, I, I love her. Bye. I'm, either that or as soon as I lock eyes with that thing, I'm gone. I'm running the other way. I don't have to be fast. I've got to be faster than you two. And <laughs> Travis can't run very far, very long. So I know I've got him beat on that. And I'm tripping you. Sorry, Ty. Sorry, Ty. I'm tripping you.
1: I'm going to be out there my- recording this. Watching dang grizzly bear chasing around and around in circles.
0: Go ahead. No. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm not doing it.
1: Oh, man. So that's where
2: you draw the line, huh? Snakes and bears. Give
1: You'll me. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Actually, no. Oh. Go ahead.
2: You'll hunt a wolf, but you won't hunt a bear. You'll hunt something that runs in packs where there's a multitude of them to rip you to pieces over one bear.
0: Okay, give me a 300 wind mag and it'll drop a wolf. Well you could take that on the bear hunt. But it ain't gonna touch a bear. How
1: about how about the wolf's buddies? Once, once you get one, they're gonna look at you and be like, Oh, all right. You give me all right, I'll go bear hunting.
0: I don't know what kind of gun that sits on top of the Humvee, but I want that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking the whole population out. <laughs> so now you have bears. What do you got against bears, bro? I'm not trying to get canceled, uh, and I know Pete is listening. Uh, but no, I no, no, just stop. We're talking about it. Sure. I'll I like I okay. So when Evan pulled his elk lottery tag, we went out scouting, and the guy that me and Brittany were riding around with, he's a rattlesnake hunter. That was pretty cool. I think I talked about that on the show. Yeah, I did because Trav was like, yeah, I would get a new phone because I dropped my phone. Like, I don't know if T- Ty heard it. I don't know. Ty probably has never listened to a single episode. Now he's on the show. <laughs> um, but uh, we went out and we seen a, I think it was a baby rattlesnake. I can't remember, but I got out of the truck and I was standing on the, the uh, step rail and I was over the door videoing this baby rattlesnake. And I drop my phone and it lands right next to it. And if you know anything about rattlesnakes, babies, they either inject all their venom or they inject none of their venom. So it's like, I'm not taking this chance. Well, he gets out he grabs it pushes it away and grabs my phone. But you can get a rattlesnake tag <clears throat> only one a year. But I was like, that's freaking cool. But then I seen like the equipment you got to wear. And he's got like chainmail up like to his chest. And I'm like... And he's like, yeah, you walk across them all the time. They snap at your heels and stuff like that. I'm like, what? He's Look, like, yeah, they don't, they don't always rattle. No, no. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, you can walk right on top of one. and they won't rattle at you. I'm like, okay. He's like, they only rattle if they feel threatened. And if you're in their domain, they don't feel threatened. I'm like,
1: oh. <laughs> it's now. Okay, well, that's nice. They also give off a cucumber smell. Fun fact. That's copperheads. They all give off like that kind of smell. That's copperheads. Oh, I know copperheads, don't it?
0: The smell of fresh cucumber is copperheads.
1: Is it, is it just copperhead? I it's just know.
0: copperheads.
1: I thought they all did that. I'm going to look that up. I'm
0: going to look it up. But I'm pretty sure that I've, I've heard that growing up my entire life because me and Trav come from an area where copperheads are predominant. I know it's oh. When when
1: uh, I was living in Georgia when my dad was in the service still. We had copperheads in our backyard all the time. And it was yeah. the, my dog at the time. He used to go out there and play with them. He was whole
2: at- thing just swelled up for about a week straight after he get bit in the face. But yeah, I had a couple dogs like that.
1: Hey, it is the copperhead. Look at that.
0: Yeah, it's a unique trait to the copperhead. Some allege that it smells like cucumber if it's angry. If someone's out doing yard work and smells whiffs uh, uh, by remnants of freshly chopped salad, then odds are you are good you are good within striking distance of an unhappy copperhead I'll
1: bite it right back
0: yeah you gotta bite the snake to beat you don't you yeah see I don't copperheads are nasty snakes too but yeah we call them nope ropes or danger noodles (laughs) danger noodles that's a danger noodle I, mean, I love when I get on TikTok and stuff like that. And people are like, look at this snake I just found. What kind of snake is this? And then, like, you got, like, I like Taco Reacts. He's funny. He'll be like, nope, that's a nope rope. You need to put that danger noodle down right now. Because yes, you don't understand what you have in your hand. You got to run. Have mm-hmm. you
2: seen the circulating mm-hmm. around of like the like Indian guy from like like India walking in a room and it's like nothing but like king cobras all over the ground and like he smacks great, it
1: and he smacks it and own- he just
2: smacks head and it's just like I'm like no way like no way
0: yeah that one comes up puts its hood out and everything like that he just yeah. looks at it like are you, are you serious? Whap! Whack smacks it. it
1: right on the head that snake looked at him like I don't know how to react to this
0: yeah well this show basically took off into a snake conversation <laughs> yeah, which is yeah. fine like that's like <laughs> i always say well, this is what we're always looking for but you know i've got all these topics and stuff but that's good we got more something for next week
1: <laughs> but yeah you no know, you gotta kind of know these things you know when you're got in the woods there are snakes out there yep. but mm-hmm. I, look you know we're talking about what you might encounter there ain't nothing scary when you're sitting in a deer stand right before sunrise. You hear a daggum mountain lion.
0: I've never heard that. I've seen one up in Chilhowee crossing the road, but I've never had one right next to the, the stand. And
1: that—that that is why I always, whenever I deer hunt, I, I always have a pistol on it. And I was up there shaking like a sieve is i didn't know how close it was i didn't know if it was above me if it was staring at me if it was sitting next to me because it was pitch black still and all i heard was a little dang mountain lion little thing so i I about had to change my britches oh yeah i mean like i watched those
0: Videos. Uh, there, there was actually a kid. I can't remember his name. He was from Bradley County, and he went out west to uh, see his like grandparents or something like that out in Colorado. He was a he was a cross country runner, and uh, I don't know if Trav ever heard this story. Yeah, missing or something, didn't he? Yeah, he went missing, and they're saying that he went off trail like his friends. Like were behind him or in front of him or something like that and they got back to his grandparents house and they were on a run sorry they were on a run and his friends got back to their grandparents house thinking he was like right behind them or something but apparently he went off track got ate up by a mountain line
1: that's,
0: that's what that is what they're saying happened we don't know what actually happened. Nobody yeah. knows, but that's what they chopped it up as because where they live was was like a very predominant mountain lion area. Um, yeah, I would don't ever turn. No, stop. Just stop. <laughs> no, because the, the number one rule of a mountain lion is never turn your back on a mountain lion.
2: So you would rather come across a mountain lion than a bear. 100%. Oh my. Hey, hey. Yeah. No, absolutely not. Like I will take a bear over a mountain lion.
0: Okay. Okay. My my Smith and Wesson 40 will kill that mountain lion. That, What's that Smith and Wesson 40 you gonna do with a freaking be- grizzly bear? You can hit hit that thing. Well, I don't plan on being close enough because I ain't gonna turn my back. I'm gonna walk away slowly.
2: So well, I've just, I've figured out like your worst fear in the woods would be coming across like a snake and a bear in the same setting.
0: Oh, dude. I, I have, I actually did when I was younger, when I was about 16, was climbing up into a hanging stand. And when I got up there, don't know what kind of snake it was because I jumped, you know, 20 feet. <laughs> but it was sitting right on the seat of my hanging stand curled up and it knew I was coming up too. Because it was lifted up, ready to go. So. That's when you just swatted out of the way. He's
1: going
0: d- um, no. to kill me.
1: <laughs> he said he better kill me. I,
0: I, okay. Well, we're way over time. So we're going to go ahead and stop this conversation now. <laughs>
1: All so. Right. All right. Uh, pretty much. I you afraid of bears and snakes, so I you for your birthday.
0: Lions, tigers, yeah. and bears. There you go. There's what I'm. Yeah, lions, tigers, and bears. Oh my. <laughs> um. Who wants to take prayer? I've got the daily refresher.
2: I mean, I can uh, do it too.
0: Okay Okay. Well, I read the daily refresher. It says, "Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and teaches of the kindness. Teaching of the kindness on her tongue." And that's Proverbs, Proverbs 31:25. That is an amazing um, daily refresher for it being Mother's Day, talking about how you know how strong and dignified women are. And that when they open their mouth, it's, you know, it's full of wisdom. It's full of teaching and kindness. And, you know, um, I lost my mother in 2020. Um, I had my episode, my breakdown episode today in church. But um, the only thing that I remember teaching me is that being nice to everyone is the only way to be. And standing up for people that can't stand up for themselves but also standing up for yourself when you have to. And I'll tell you what, you know, the term Southern mama, that is a real live term. Um, My mom embodied that term. She cared for everybody that knew her. Um, Any of my friends, any of my brother or sister's friends, they all loved her. Um, So it was just amazing that today I got to sat down and think about all those times that you know she gave me life lessons throughout my years of you know when to speak, when to listen, you know and I, I pray that your mother's day was filled with good times and good vibes with your parents, good, you know especially your mom, I hope y'all took care of y'all's mom today. Um, and just remember when she talks you listen. that's your mama you only get one of them um don't take it for granted i miss and love my mom every single day um wish i still had her here but she's in a lot better place than where i'm at so mom i love you i miss you very much um say hi to dad for me and grandma um and when time comes i'll see you soon so whoever's got the prayer yeah man
2: i'll take it All right, everybody, take your hats off, bow your heads. Um, Dear Lord, I just want to say thank you again for allowing us to come on here and spread the word about you and cut up and have a good time and good conversations, possibly help people. Um, Lord, anyone out there that's struggling this week or has been struggling, just keep your hand on them and help them through this time and uh, help them know that they can lean on you in bad times and in good times. Uh, Lord, just watch over all of us this week as we go through this thing called life we ask these things in your name amen. amen
0: amen well that's gonna wrap up season one episode 16 i don't know what i'm gonna name this one uh, <laughs> we got off the woods like i got two other topics to talk about but good thing we can keep it for next week but that'll wrap that up we'll be here same time next week so uh
1: say good night trav good night trav say good night tyler Good night, everyone. Sweet dreams. Don't let the bed bugs bite. There we go.
0: Uh, and we will see you all next week. Peace out.